0: So for the first time in two months, this is Milky and Honey, Episode 5.
1: We're Kyle and Whitney.
0: And, boy, a lot of stuff has happened in two months, and that's why we haven't been recording a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So let's look over what are some of the things that have gone on in two months.
1: So the last time that we did a podcast was, what, April something?
0: April 11th.
1: April 11th. Okay. And I think it was, was it going... Trying to even remember, was that Holy Week? Was it was Easter, the or one on? after Holy Week. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's one of those things where it feels like a lot has happened, but yet at the same time, not much has happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been lots of world events.
1: <laughs> That's true. Outside the home, a lot has happened. Inside the home, where we like to kind of stay anyway, mm-hmm. it's been you know kind of business as usual.
0: Yeah. I guess that's been one of the features of our home and our marriage is that we intentionally have constructed the home as our bastion against the rest mm-hmm. of the world. Our this is haven. yeah, this is a safe place where we come and yeah, for that reason things get really crazy outside all the time, but that mm-hmm. doesn't have to totally impact us inside.
1: Right, it doesn't have to make us too frazzle we have we have a place that we can go decompress and have a little bit of sanity and we're not just ruled by our um reactions and emotions to the world that we can come here and trust each other mm-hmm. and let each other vent or speak what we need to and
0: mm-hmm. yeah and then I, and I think that's also really good for the kids cuz then they're just not constantly surrounded by worried adults.
1: Right. Right. Well, and yet at the same time, our parenting style is very open and honest. And so there's a lot of things that we we talk about with our kids and are willing to discuss, but the tone at which we discuss it isn't completely frazzled and worried. And Mm -hmm. so I think that helps them process so that they kind of have a little bit of an idea of what's going on without it being a big weight to carry on their shoulders. Yeah.
0: So I guess in terms of us, we have had some changes in the last few months. Um, one of those we've uh, stepped away and put a little distance uh, with us and the church we've been attending for 10 years. Um, and there's Pardon. stuff there that's not really, you know, It's not at a point where we can discuss it openly yet because we need to have discussions with individuals there. But uh, that's that's most of what it's about. There's discussions that need to happen. Mm -hmm. And I felt like those discussions were not happening with us still attending. And they would be really difficult to have if we were too close. So we've put a little distance there so we can have discussions. Um, But that's been a big change for our family.
1: It it has. And it's been a interesting way that it's come about just because of the, um, everybody worshiping at home for so long. And I think that kind of, uh, drew out some of this, this stuff and, and feeling, um, how life has been different when you can't go to church in person Mm -hmm. that that's given us some time for for uh reflection and, and whatnot. And so the way that that's changed things for, for us, um, I think it's been a good catalyst for us to actually have conversations and start conversations that need to be had. Mm-hmm. So one of those things where you look at the difficult time that we're in, but it's, you know, it's, it's opening up things that need to be said and done and, that's healthy and that's good. And that's, you know, a a positive thing that's coming out of this.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see in devotions in two months, you've gotten through the book of Leviticus with our two oldest.
1: Yeah, we finished the book of Leviticus and um, they were very patient and good. I, after when we were getting ready to start numbers, our oldest, was vocal enough to tell me that he was relieved that we weren't in Leviticus anymore because he was kind of getting tired of all of the um, different rules and sacrifice and how to do this and how to do that. But it was really good for me. Um, it was good for them, too. And I think they did get a g- good amount out of it. And we had some really, really good discussions because, yeah. boy, you think about all this stuff that is introduced in Leviticus.
0: Yeah, on a lot of the discussions, just even just around, you know the The household from that have been really good, yeah, um I know one of the things that was really interesting is you know now, at this point, if I was to do any kind of you know sermon or article or devotion on that concept of I bring a sacrifice of praise to the house of the Lord, I would approach it very differently because of just our discussions there have Mm -hmm. shifted a lot of my perception Mm -hmm. of the old Testament sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that, that sacrifice of praise is not just, we get to show up and sing worshipy songs that make me feel good. And that's a sacrifice. That's not how that works. The
1: concept, you know, it's kind of one of those things where I want to be the awkward social, not social individual who goes around and asks people to define what worship is because I want, I want people to think about it because we don't think about it. And as we went through Leviticus, there's just, it's so much that it, it revealed my heart. And I saw a lot of where I've been wrong in my thinking, which is sin the way that I have um, expectations or approached God or the, how I think of Leviticus being this you know, old Testament God and all oh, mm-hmm. these things are so archaic and old and, and, I haven't been looking at them with the right heart and so there's it's revealed a lot of what's there the gunk that I have to deal with and it's been really good to see this from God's point of view and to try to um just take off some of the crud that's on there because the world puts it there mm-hmm. you know there's so much uh, that the world says well this this isn't okay because this is the standard we have and this isn't fair and very often we're completely missing the point not even seeing what's going on right. and oh man it's re, it's just really refreshing to be able to look at it differently
0: and then there's something you know i feel like a lot of people would not get it they're gone oh wait you're reading this with your kids how are you seeing new things and mm-hmm. it's part of that you know i claim you you don't truly understand something if you can't explain it to yes. a 6-year-old.
1: Yes. Well, yeah. and you don't realize what you don't know until you have to explain right. it to your 6-year-old and so there's something about having to go at a slower pace mm-hmm. and put it in in um
0: and in this case language. It's, it's a 9 and 10 but nine even so 9 and 10 so well and you know the the the,
1: the younger two are sometimes sitting at the table with us as we go through it. And they, they do jump in here and there. Mm-hmm. They, you know, but I'm not, I, if, if one of the older two has to go to the bathroom, all things stops because they're going to be included in the, the reading. So we stop for that. But if the younger two decide they're going to go play in another room, I don't stop it for them. Right. So it's, it's more for the older two, but the younger two, it's been kind of cool. Cause they jump in on it too. And then they have questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, when you have to go slower, not only do you have to explain it differently for a child and think about it as you answer, how do you answer? And I think that's really good for us to be able to also show them, I don't know. I'm going to have to look at that. Hold on a second. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's read this in a different version or, you know, to be humble enough to, to say, I don't get it either. (laughs) Right. Let's ask dad or let's go look up, you know, on this resource, what, what do they say? And Mm -hmm. let me go double check on this other, um, other book in the Bible and see how it appears there. But there's something about going slower that you also have to, you see more, you know, it's like when you're taking a hike and if you go slower, you're gonna see wildlife that you didn't see if you were on a bike, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're just making miles and and going faster. You're not gonna see some of it. You're gonna see, I think it's really good to do those, Mm -hmm. those quick overviews and go through because there's often an overarching theme that we don't see because we read things piecemeal yeah. and whatnot. So there's something valuable about both kind of speeding through, mm-hmm. but then to have to go slower with the kids, the, the the things that have come out of that has been really cool. Even watching like you, as you sat in with us mm-hmm. and we, we read it you know, on a weekend or something. It's been kind of fun to see you get excited about mm. things too, because we're going so slow that yeah. it's like, Oh, how are we going to, how, why is this verse valuable? What's what's going on here? What's actually happening?
0: Yeah. And then there is something about when you sit down with the entire family and you know that you're going to be answering questions and you just process the whole thing differently. Yeah. And one of the other cool things is that uh, this trip through Leviticus has kind of changed the way a lot of verses in the book of Hebrews hit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they hit really different when uh, for example, one of the things that becomes very apparent is like two thirds of this, you know, the Torah is about worship for the ta- either tabernacle or temple or both. Mm-hmm. And that makes those verses where it talks about how because Jesus is a new sacrifice and a new high priest, there needs to be a new Law That's not yeah. casting off all the teachings of the Old Testament as if they're invalid or mm-hmm. don't apply anymore. And
1: that's that's a tendency that we right. see it, in Christian it's circles. It's this as,
0: discussion that when yeah. when the sacrifice has been made once and for all with the perfect blood that actually atones mm-hmm. for and fully carries away the source of the sin in our heart instead of covering it mm-hmm. over in our lives that changes what that worship ceremony looks like. And that, that method of worship is two thirds of this teaching mm-hmm. is about how to properly bring a sacrifice to enter God's presence. And when Jesus is our covering and our entry into God's mm-hmm. presence, then yes, two thirds of the law is now very different. Mm-hmm. And looking it's, at it that way.
1: The spirit of it is, is is actually more comforting to those mm-hmm. who are going to be losing this, right. this this place whether it be well they lose it ultimately in 70 AD because it's destroyed mm-hmm. by the Romans but also they're being persecuted for for being right. followers of Christ that mm-hmm. they don't want them there mm-hmm. anymore and so they're outcasts and that's painful. I mean, yeah. kind of our own experience right now going yeah. through, you know, trying to figure out what church looks like for us and everything. Yeah, It's hard to leave a place that you love and people mm-hmm. that you love. These, these are relationships. We, you know, I think we forget to look at that when we read those things, too, of these aren't just, you know. It's not just a building to them. Right. Well, you know, realize that this is God's presence, which yeah. has been represented there. And these are people that you worship with and you love and take care of each it other. It doesn't
0: hit us with that threat of death. Many of these are Jews that have spent their entire life in Israel, and they may have never had a spring where they're not going yeah. to Jerusalem for the Passover. Right. Lamb.
1: It's that family tradition and that year that it changes because, you know, maybe there's a death in the family and you can't meet at that house anymore Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And how hard and Mm -hmm. hollow those things can kind of feel and trying to figure out what, how do we go forward? What is this for us? How do we celebrate?
0: And reading it as, when you read it as that, as it's intended to be, because in the intro he says, he's writing to those who are scattered across the world because of the persecution. Uh, <clears throat> it takes on a little, a minor, minorly prophetic tone pointing at mm-hmm. 70 AD, mm-hmm. that, that Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. Jesus is the better high priest. Right. So when you can't get to that temple, you haven't lost your ability to enter God's presence. In fact, you have an enhanced ability because of Jesus, you get the Holy Spirit within you. Right. And that's also... A little bit of prophetic regarding and in seventy A.D., all of the the Jews.
1: Nobody gets this anymore. Right,
0: whether whether they have embraced their Messiah or, or not, not, they all experience the same right. loss of temple. Right. that these exiled Christian Messianic and Jews how are cool experiencing. Cool is
1: that because then coming forward today, I mean, we need to be um, thinking of the Jews today in our evangelizing yeah. that we still have a responsibility to point them to Jesus and they can read this Hebrews mm-hmm. as they're struggling because they don't have a temple. I mean, that's still a struggle. Yeah, It's still trying to find, you know, an identity and trying to figure out how to be God's chosen people. And yeah, thinking of a modern day, Jew reading the book of Hebrews is kind of an interesting concept mm-hmm. with that because yeah. it's, you know, again, kind of this book of comfort.
0: Right. Yeah. And to for them to, you know, if you're Jewish and you pick up the Bible and want to look at a New Testament, which is an extremely Jewish collection of writings, right. if you open up to the book of Hebrews and just think of the scene at the Wailing Wall as you read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that revelation of the sufficiency of Messiah that God has promised mm-hmm. from all the way back at the garden
1: mm-hmm.
0: is, yeah, it's just, it's an enormously beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we had that whole thing, the <laughs> Leviticus that we obviously get really into. Yes. Um,
1: yeah. We just see. started numbers then mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, so we're starting off on that.
0: Which, yeah, that's that's another of those. I prefer the the Jewish name for it to the Christian title for it. What is the Jewish I name? I forget how you say it in Hebrew, but it's basically in the wilderness. Oh, okay. And that's a better title for it because mm-hmm. this is the goings on in the right. wilderness. It starts and ends with a census, sure. But, you know, the,
1: the theme numbers of the whole thing. to a
0: Western mind is a really impersonal thing. We even mm-hmm. have a saying, you know, of, we want to ha- you to have a name, not a number. Mm-hmm. So I... And, and that, so titling the book of Numbers as Numbers doesn't do it justice because mm-hmm. it kind of depersonalizes mm-hmm. it. Whereas, Which is
1: really funny since it's a bunch of names. Right. <laughs> as, and, it, as it
0: starts anyway. Yeah. And, and that, you know, in the wilderness, yeah, that a lot of these events are what you recall at Sukkot.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, that's another thing that's been fun. I somehow came across, I think it was, we were, we were preparing to celebrate Pentecost together as a family and um just trying to take it all in and make it meaningful and think about we you know we've we've started family traditions where we count the omer where we pour a little bit of grain in a, a jar that equals up to about an omer which is about a gallon and um making foods that jewish families would typically make they do a lot of uh Milk based mm-hmm. meals and and thinking about, okay, the Old Testament connections and the New Testament connections, because that's really fun to mm-hmm. to see things full circle and the connections between the two that we often don't get. And as I was researching because I'm a nerd, <laughs> I came across a video on YouTube for um, a site that is a Jewish site, but it's they they do little videos for the Parsha readings, which is the weekly reading through the Torah. They do, they read the mm-hmm. Torah through the whole year. And um, so I found one on uh, the book of Ruth, which is something that they read at um, the Feast of Weeks, which is Pentecost. And we've had fun kind of exploring that because it sticks in the Bible because it is going with Torah readings. I mean, they'll mention things that are, you know, perhaps tradition Mm -hmm. and stuff sometimes, but having that Jewish perspective of these things that are our Bible too, and it kind of freshens things up in a way where it's like, oh, I hadn't thought of that, or I hadn't connected those two stories before. And um, the really exciting part is when you're listening and you can't help but go, oh my goodness, you're talking about Jesus. Yeah. You don't even realize how Jesus y this is. Yeah. And um and that just it's like a confirmation of this is true, mm-hmm. you know, that this this person who doesn't even believe in their own Messiah, that he is all over this lesson that they are giving out of the Torah. And that's just I think that's really been enriching um, as we've learned and studied you
0: mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and yeah, it, it's it's interesting having this discussion uh, because it's like as we look at okay, what all has happened, and there's all kinds of you know <laughs> politics and violence and craziness out in the world and values being argued Pestilence,
1: and war and uh, famine
0: <laughs> and and the big the big events within our little bastion are so theologically centered like they you know are, these yeah. discussions people might get the wrong impression that we're <laughs> you know it's, it's
1: it's really what we thrive right. off of and it's 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 not this pompous oh i have found better knowledge no, and yeah. anything it's exciting it's like a kid unwrapping a present mm-hmm. because it's this new thing and being able to um you know it's 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 like a new love where you start to learn more about each other, and oh, I found out that he likes this kind of you know ice mm-hmm. cream, so I'm gonna surprise him and I'm gonna get this. you know, maybe I'm skipping steps to explain why I say this <laughs> <laughs> um, but to to learn more about our God who we love so dearly
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's it's exciting and it's not this just purely. Um. Oh, what's the word I want? Intellectual pursuit kind of thing. It's so satisfying. It's how we worship. It really right. is. That's, that's for our family. For us, that's how we, you know, kind of go in awe. And, right. and yeah, that, so that those things are highlights to us. And maybe other people don't get as jazzed about it as we do, but that's,
0: right. we
1: thrive uh, off of it.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah, what I was kind of getting at is just, you know, people, you know, we talk about scripture and we thrive on that. And it just kind of makes us come alive and it's how we mm-hmm. worship. But yet, you know, we aren't. <laughs> We aren't extra holy in the way the no. world sees holiness. You know, it's we are very down to earth people. We are very just normal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, no one's normal, no, but
1: <laughs> I, okay.
0: <clears throat> but we aren't like extra holy folks. No, you know? not
1: at all. When know, yeah, it's kind of kind of related yeah, I'm looking this morning, I was really proud of one of our kids because, like, out of nowhere, she decided to clean the bathroom. and she was doing all these sweet things. she you know wiped down the mm-hmm. counters and she'd cleaned the toilet and she'd organize the shelves in there. And you know, if I shared that, how, holy do we say how we have the perfect Mm. children and yet she'd done all those things and there were still legos and a tortilla chip on the floor in the bathroom (laughs) and it was it's one of those things where it's like that's just such a picture of our life of you know yeah (laughs) yep we still got a mess we are still a mess Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and that uh, I I do worry about that. That's been one of the things uh, in our last few months that's been kind of reverberating around my head is uh, yeah, I think last time we did an episode, I was talking about a church paper that I had to write and it's still not, <laughs> it's still not written yet because I got off on a whole other tangent. See,
1: of, Kyle's still not holier yeah, than yeah. thou because he's, he's avoiding his paper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, it really just kind of popped out as I was looking through, you know, Paul's letters to Timothy and Titus and uh, throughout the book of Acts, how we put up all kinds of these artificial barriers. Mm-hmm. And so people create this man made wall between themselves and how God wants them to. Shepherd the people around them.
1: Oh man, I'm thinking of all kinds of connecting <laughs> thoughts with
0: this. Yeah, and you know, and specifically that statement that I've kind of glommed onto of, you know, the distance between a godly man who raises an upright family, and what your church considers a pastor or an elder. Anything between those two points is the measure of your church's Pharisaism, mm-hmm. because that is the description of a shepherd and an elder. Mm-hmm. A shepherd is just a good dad right. who raises respectful children, who submit to authority and he's able to teach. Mm-hmm. The ability to teach is the only thing that Paul tacks on there. And if you've successfully you know, brought up some kids with respect for authority who are correctable, uh, like it or not, you have some teaching ability. <laughs> you didn't You didn't get those on accident yeah. without that. That does exist for you. Um, and so often I see churches just wanting to add and add and add. They mm-hmm. want to add well, some sort of paperwork, some sort of licensure, some sort of coursework. Often
1: under the guise of, you know, to keep people safe or to mm-hmm. make sure that we're and And somehow it's funny because it's almost like they're, the hole they dig for themselves while they do it is they end up with more, corruption and things that make good godly men who could be filling these positions and doing, you know, what they need to be doing, there's more of a barrier. So they Mm -hmm. aren't able to do it. They can't afford to do it, whatever it is.
0: And then my fear of it is you have solid godly men that have raised kids well, Mm -hmm. and they think that there is some mystical barrier between them. Mm and lifting up their brothers and sisters with mm-hmm. what they know. Right. And so they stay out of it. Yeah. They say, I'm, I'm a lay person. I can't be a clergy because, mm-hmm. and then they list a bunch of these human reasons.
1: Right. Well, and by the curse of Adam of, of, I don't know if curse, but you know, his sin in the garden where he, mm-hmm. he, he stepped down. Yeah. He didn't take authority. He didn't yeah. Take leadership. And
0: that's the man's pattern. The man's we will pattern. stand back and let someone right? else do it. And
1: so we're enforcing that with that. And the other thing that I think is interesting is, you know, looking at, you know, since we went, went through Leviticus and seeing all this building things up to come into God's presence and how over time our access to God and his presence has gotten closer and closer and closer to us, we're still pushing him further and further away hmm. with these man-made right. rules and whatnot.
0: And then, you know, big disclaimer, none of that is to say that training is bad no, or Bible school is bad. Uh, some seminaries are bad, depending where you go. Yeah, there's not, but... Uh, you know, if, you've, if they've got you apologizing to plants for breathing, you'd, that's probably not a great seminary. <laughs> I wish that that wasn't something that happens. No, uh,
1: right. <laughs> and that's not even the biggest of the problems.
0: No, it's not. That's like a... But
1: yeah, it it's, yeah, well, we obviously love learning. Mm. It's not against learning. It's just how much we are following man's, the world's wisdom rather than God's and trusting him and letting him be the one who leads and mm. putting our trust in him so that it's not about us and our agendas and how we think things might be better if we did it this mm. way. And, oh, he didn't really mean that, did he? Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, and that ultimately, you know, Christ didn't save anyone for them to shut up about it. Right. You know, and that's when we create a gulf between clergy and laity. And I guess that's kind of what I want to hit home: is we have these discussions, guys. We are the laity. We are. You know, I may I may have taken courses in the past, but that's yeah, part of the <clears throat> fallout of looking at putting some distance between us and the church I've attended for 10 years, a lot of that effort does not translate out to another denomination. So, I'm basically uh, walking away from the validity of this training, which also is a little refreshing to stand there and go, this training is not my call. My call comes out of Jesus Christ's plan for me. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what I want every lay person to know, you have a call Mm -hmm. from Jesus Christ. And He is sent His Spirit and Holy Spirit will gift you to accomplish these tasks and this extra call that God has for you. And He didn't call anyone to Him to shut up about it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that, that talking about God, isn't an extracurricular that the more you walk with him, the more core and essential it becomes to just everyday life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, you know, when that's your life, you can gather with any, you know, you get two Christians to rub together in there, you can have a great discussion Mm -hmm. and sharpen each other up Mm -hmm. and get something meaningful out of it and and grow and mature.
1: How much I desire to have that more so Mm -hmm. that we, you know, I don't I don't like small talk. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it and I, I can enjoy it sometimes. But, you know, the noticing how much more satisfying it is when we can have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we didn't talk about fractals at all. We didn't talk about homeschooling at all. Those are other things that have been going on in our little world. But, hey, we'll have other podcasts. Uh, this has been Milky and Honey.
1: Have a sweet week.